0: Okay, here's the here's the deal. This is this is what we're gonna do this week. Um, well, it seems we've had an election in America, uh, of which you are probably aware. Well, I'm recording this on Wednesday evening. It's about 9:31 p.m. here in California, and here in the United States, we've had an election. Um, so I will just give you a brief update on where. The map looks like to me. So with no further pretense, uh, it looks like Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States of America. Note looks like um, it looks like that. That doesn't mean it's for sure. If I was betting money on it right now, I would bet that I would bet that it will be Biden had I been betting um, at about this time last night, it really it was so improbable how well Trump did last night that, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I probably would have waited my money on that. Um, but it turned out, you know, the surprises were not done. Uh, it, it certainly surprised me that Trump couldn't carry a single one of the upper Midwest States. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that he w- for sure would carry one. I'm just surprised by how well he did in places like Pennsylvania and Ohio, Pennsylvania is still up in the air. But um, let's say how well he did in Ohio and he couldn't get a single one of those states. But anyway, uh, where things sit right now, uh, Biden has more electoral votes than Trump. If you look at the, um, the states they've awarded for each candidate, it looks like a lot more votes, right? It's in actuality, it is not um, because there are outstanding states that are for sure going to go to Trump. Uh, amongst them, Alaska, which has almost no electoral votes, but more importantly than that, um, you know, I, I, I would be shocked if Georgia and North Carolina didn't right now, Trump is leading Biden in Georgia by what looked to me the last time I looked about 50,000 votes. That's about the same margin by which Stacey Abrams lost uh, the governor's mansion in that state. Or I guess she didn't lose the mansion because she never resided in it, By by which she lost the race for governor in the state of Georgia two years ago. But that's probably a smaller margin than she lost by because um, and I, I didn't look at the numbers ahead of time, but. I think there there were a lot more voters in this election than than two years ago, so fifty thousand votes um, is a much slimmer lead th- than it was uh, in that race, right? Um, and there's still votes outstanding, so again, um, you know that lead is almost certainly going to tighten, uh, tighten because tighten uh, because my understanding is that th- those votes are coming from around Atlanta, um which you can count on are going to be mostly democratic votes, but will it be enough democratic votes to really turn, um, that race? I don't know. My guess is no. So I think Georgia goes to Trump. Um, and I could, I could talk to you about this about every outstanding state right now and while, why they'll go one way or the other, but I don't think it really matters. Right. Um, I would say this, if Trump is going to win, I don't see a path for him that doesn't involve, um, Nevada, right? Which is a small state. I mean, geographically a large state, but it doesn't have a very big population and it is not apportioned very many electoral votes. I believe it has six. Um, but those six votes could be the difference between who becomes president. Um, and this is really, uh, and I, I only outline this scenario because in every other scenario that I, I can imagine Joe Biden is president, right? Um, But I will take a look at the map right now and tell you specifically what I think, which is this. Um, Fox News last night called Arizona for Biden, uh, a call that they have stuck by and um, I I believe will stick. Right. Uh, I don't think Trump's going to turn it around in in Arizona, Um, but it wouldn't be possible you know um it would not just like uh georgia going for biden arizona might turn around and go for trump um but who knows right uh the reason i say nevada is so important is because if trump wins um georgia and north carolina which like i said i think he will and pennsylvania and nevada he's president right um and The last I saw he was leading in Pennsylvania, both of them think they're going to win it, right? Both Trump and Biden have basically already declared victory in Pennsylvania, but uh, we'll have to see, right? I'm looking at the map right now. Trump has a lead of um, looks like approximately 150,000 votes uh, with 89% counted. Um, So we'll see what happens in Pennsylvania, but say it sticks for Trump. Then the only I mean, that would be a lot. That would be a lot of wins for him. Right. Pennsylvania, Georgia and North Carolina. He still would not be president. He must win. Nevada. Um, Nevada is historically a Democratic state. It has been for a long time. Um, I don't know the last time it went for a Republican. My guess would be um, be before 2000. Right. Um, Probably the 80s. Uh, But I would have to look like I said. You know, it's, it, it's a big labor state, so it tends to go for Democrats, but it's easy to imagine why that wouldn't be the case in this election. Right. Um, right now and for the last several hours, presumably since the last time they updated it, which I, apparently was very early this morning, um, Biden had a lead of eight thousand votes. Uh, with about 1.1 million votes cast overall, so that is a really slim lead. Uh, uh, the reason I say that it, that it's easy to understand how it could go for Trump is that um, you know what, whatever you think about the pandemic and and what a national policy should be and whatever, this is a state that cannot afford another shutdown. A shutdown threatens Nevada every bit as much a, as any fear of what might might happen to the energy sector threatens Pennsylvania. Um, and certainly everybody takes for granted that 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 is a huge motivator there for people to to be out voting for Trump. Right. So even if you're somebody who's lived in Nevada your whole life and you're a, a very loyal union Democrat, um, this could very well be existential for you to think that they're going to close um, you know, places like Las Vegas and Reno. Um, Again, you know, uh, or, or even any kind of national restriction that would threaten the business there. Um, it's already really tough out there, you know, um, and I, I can't say I know for sure. Um, I don't even know what they're doing right now. The last I heard, they were limiting hours in some of these places, which is crazy to me. Um, because I visited Las Vegas and uh, and been to Reno as well throughout my adult life. Um, you know, I've, I've never seen things closed, right? <laughs> you can be stumbling around drunk at 3.30 in the morning and um, you can you can stumble in and out of these places all night. Um, but yeah, it's so so things are unprecedented there. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that's enough. Right. It, it probably isn't. It would still be really improbable for um, for Trump to flip Nevada. However, right. Another improbable thing would be for Biden to flip Arizona. And like I said, it appears that that has happened. Right. So I don't take for granted that this is over. Um, You know, even though, as I've said on this podcast before, uh, I voted for Joe Biden. Right. Um, And and he he's my choice. Uh, um, So but we all know how these things go. Right. Um, I, I think we're all kind of wary. I certainly am after 2016 and things were much clearer in 2016. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we knew, uh, basically, you know, I, I'll tell you my story about 2016. It looked like Hillary was winning. So I stopped paying attention. I went out in Culver city. I got very drunk. Right. Um, you know, I, I had quite a bit to drink. Not, not, not enough to drink that anything happened, right? I, I did not make a spectacle of myself, but I came home fairly early in the evening, drunk enough that I then passed out. Um, I woke up with a bad hangover uh, about uh, maybe two or three o'clock in the morning. I turned on the TV and on CNN, it was like watching um, in a disaster movie when they're showing the real networks, right? Um, when it's a disaster movie, but you can tell they've, um, they've done a really good job of making this movie because they're showing you what looks like actual CNN or MSNBC or Fox news or whatever. Um, it looked like that. It looked like a fake world reproduction of, of a broadcast from one of these places, because I could not imagine a world in which, uh, trump had become president obviously we've spent the last four years effectively living in that world right uh so go figure um but again yeah that's why i don't take it for granted um another thing right which uh i i'm not convinced that that this is off the table either uh and i don't know enough about these things to really speak intelligently on it But I just as a matter of common sense, if there are lots of votes like sitting in mailboxes, uh, I don't think any of them would be sitting in mailboxes at this time. My guess is the post office has has really snapped into action um, in terms of getting as many votes as they possibly could uh, postmarked um, because that matters in a lot of these states Uh, and elsewhere where you could turn in your ballot in, in. preordained drop boxes, I would guess all of those drop boxes have been emptied and the votes have been collected. And then it breaks down state by state of how long they'll count. And they'll pretty much, I think, count everything if it's in their possession right now, you know, Wednesday evening. Um, if, if they have it and they've had it since yesterday or, or whatever, whatever it is, right? I'm just saying, you know, I don't discount that there are a lot of votes out there with a Tuesday postmark on them. Right. Um, and I don't know that in each locality, um, those votes are going to be, uh, too few votes to, to change things. Right. Um, you know, uh, so I, again, I think it's very unlikely, you know, I I think like the broad trends you're seeing right now are going to stick. Um, And that's, again, why I think Biden will be president, right? Um, But I don't discount that, right? I I, I do think it's possible. Um, And if anything has been proven the last four years and this year more than any other, uh, it's that really unexpected, improbable things can happen, don't you think, right? Um, So nevertheless, right, Uh, the other scenario that people are bracing for, uh, you know, Are these legal challenges, right? Um, My suspicion is they will not be consequential, right? I don't think anybody's going to win a court victory that changes things um, from how they would have gone otherwise. I think people will pursue litigation, you know, Um, and it doesn't seem especially partisan to me right now. You know, Um, I know Trump has filed in Michigan, but I don't know that that'll be the end of it, right? Um, it, it would not surprise me in the least if um, you see lawsuits in multiple states from both candidates uh, as well as other candidates, right? Um, as candidates other than um, other than these two running for other things, right? Um, I, I suspect you could very well see a lot of litigation, certainly a lot more than we're used to seeing in elections. But like I said... I don't think this is going to end up in the Supreme Court unless somebody... And again, I'm not super well-versed on the causes of action and the the theories of the facts that that this lawsuit in Michigan or or any other is pursuing. I know the one in Michigan has something to do with um, them feeling like they've been denied uh, access to observe the counting in such a way as is guaranteed under Michigan law. But again... I don't really know anything about that, so I can't say how likely or unlikely that is um, to mean anything. And, and my guess would be that th- that's going to have no bearing on on whether a vote is ultimately counted or not. Right. It's only a question of whether uh, Trump will get that access. Um, but like I said, uh, this is not my area, so I could be wrong. Right. But overall, I don't think this ends in court. Right. Right. Um, You know, the. The vanishing possibility with that is, like I said, that there is some legal theory, uh, some cause of action that none of us are contemplating right now, but that will somebody will look at these facts in the next few days and and it will seem obvious to them and they will pursue. And next week we'll all be talking about it. Right. So, again, I think the possibility of that is vanishingly small. But it's still a possibility, and we really have to consider every possibility that is a possibility right now. Um, next issue. Uh, do you remember the McLaughlin group uh, on PBS? Uh, he, he would say things like, Issue 3, right? Um, I can't really do a John McLaughlin. Maybe I'll dub one in uh, when I edit this. But anyway, point being... Uh, you know, there's this whole thing with like, will Trump leave the White House? Who, like, will he barricade himself in the White House? Um, I don't know, right? Uh, here's one thing I will say um, it really demonstrates how little respect a lot of people who hate Donald Trump have for the military. Uh, you know, um, when they go on Twitter and other forms of social media and talk about a military coup, right? Um, you know, they t- take for granted um, that the military would back Trump if Trump illegally decided to stay president. Um, and I find that notion ridiculous, right? Particularly from a president who spent four years basically like talking a lot of shit about um, the commanders of our military and our intelligence community. Right. Um, but people, a lot of people on the left have this notion of, uh, of the people at the highest levels of the of the military that they are just these um aggressive right-wing fascists uh, as as would appear in in certain other countries that that i won't even demean by mentioning examples because i don't think uh, those situations even reflect the the national character of those nations right i just find it ridiculous that people would suggest it um i i think they demonstrate only how little respect they have for the military like i said but also how uninformed they are about how our government works, right? Um, And sure, yeah, I'll eat my words if it happens, right? Um, You're welcome to come throw this in my face, right? Um, But no, I don't think so, right? Um, I think if it comes to it, you know, I think the worst thing you're going to see is, um, you know, I said before, I don't think this will end in court. Uh, I I guess one, one way of it ending in court that I see is more likely... Is there being a court order, which would probably come from the United States Supreme Court, basically telling Trump that he's not president. Right. Um, you know, I, I suppose that's possible. Um, and it's hard to imagine that happening. Right. Um, no, I don't think the military is going to have to drag Trump out of the White House. Um because he is kind of a narcissist who's hyper aware of how he's perceived. So I'm pretty sure, you know, the, the threat of that happening would be enough to, to make him pack up his shit and go. Right. Um, but again, I see this as very unlikely. Uh, I I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, I think there will be, uh, an eventual peaceful transfer of power, uh, just like in any other year. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, presidents are inaugurated on January 20th. It's in the Constitution, right? Um, so I, I don't think there's really anything to get up in arms over un- until and unless it's like January. It is January 20th. And he's saying, no, I won't go. Right. Um, I think it would be better for the country if when it becomes clear he's lost for him to, to admit it and go and, and do it honorably. Obviously with this president, I don't take for granted that that's going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, that doesn't seem likely. I, I think whatever happens, it will be very body and, um, you know, annoying and irritating. Uh, cause that's how I feel about him at this point. You know, I, I feel irritated. Um, you know, uh, and I, I will say in 2016, um, when people were saying, you know, does this mean our country is descending into the clutches of fascism? Uh, you know, I wasn't somebody who was saying, no, it doesn't mean that at all. You know, um, I, it, see, it still seemed unlikely to me that that would be the case. Right. That, that we would be being converted to a fascist dictatorship by virtue of the fact that we elected this game show host. Right. And, uh, you know, and that wouldn't be unprecedented. Right. Um, dictators in other countries have made themselves the host of ridiculous TV shows. Uh, anyone who's um, informed about Hugo Chavez can can tell you. Right. Uh, but no, I don't think that's what we saw in the last four years. Right. So, no, I don't think that it's going to happen now at, at, at past the 11th hour. Right. Um, I think if, if Trump were anything like that, you, given where the polls were, right, um, and, and I will say, I, I will end with this, right, um, the polling industry is a fucking disaster, right, um, they are incapable of doing the one thing for which they exist, uh, that's, that's what I'll say, um, the, the polls were absurdly wrong in this election, right, and it doesn't matter that um, that they overall said Biden would win and that it looks like overall Biden will win. It doesn't matter. Right. They were wrong in enough places by a big enough margin that it's ridiculous for us to pay any attention to them at all. Uh, and there were shadows of this in 2018. Right. Um, you know, uh, there were races where it, it just, you know, Florida in particular, where Andrew Gillum had like an eight point advantage on election day, you know, and and he lost the election. Um, uh, but again, every race in 2018 was confined to the quarters of, um, you know, no one was running in a national election then. So we didn't pay like all that much attention to however wrong they were. You know, I will say they were, they were wrong even here in orange County, but again, you don't really know, um, Because you never know what the internals are, the internal polls for each candidate, right? So you tend to imagine, um, you know, that these polls, the ones we see and the ones that the media reports on, the polls that were disastrously wrong yesterday, um, you know, you imagine that the internals for Biden's campaign or Trump's campaign might be saying something that's a lot more like the reality, right? But... That really seems very incorrect, because if that were the case, you would have seen Joe Biden making a much bigger push in places like Florida and Ohio, you know, um, than he did. And yeah, I get it that that he wasn't campaigning as much as somebody usually does. But it doesn't matter. You know, Uh, you could look at where where both of these campaigns deployed their resources and know that, yeah, Whatever data they were looking at couldn't have been that much different than these public pools, right? So, um, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> uh, they, they are incorrect. Uh, they're incapable of predicting anything with accuracy. And, you know, nobody can predict something with 100% accuracy. You know, every one of these things is a guess, but um, it's getting to the point where these guesses don't even add value by us listening to them. Right. So I think you're going to see a lot of soul searching. You know, I know Monday and over the course of the last week, people were saying, you know, for Trump to have anything like a chance at winning, these polls would have had been, you know, 300 percent as wrong as the polls in 2016 were. Well, guess what? Right. It turns out they, they were that wrong. Right. They were about that wrong. Um, because like I said, you know, it's Wednesday night and, um there's still a realistic chance that he might even fucking win. Right. Um, and, uh, and I will say I got duped again. You know, I got duped just like in 2016. Right. Um, and more so because yeah, I went into election day thinking Biden was a sure thing. Um, now one thing that doesn't especially surprise me, you know, that I thought there was a good chance of is the Republicans retaining the Senate. Um, You know, I certainly thought that was possible. I'm kind of surprised by how well they did in that regard. Um, If everything we think is true now stays true. Um, And the fact that they apparently it's going to be a net loss and a net pickup for the Republicans in the House. That surprises me. Um, Although I will say uh, there there were races around here where even in the um, I think it was March 3rd in the primary It didn't look as good for Democrats as it should have, right? Um, To me. Uh, So make of that what you will. But, you know, and I know I said I would end with the thing about the fucking polls, but it's my podcast, the Cat Sounds podcast. I do what I want. So here goes. Um, I will end with this. The fact that the Republicans kept the Senate... And that they kept it by a few seats, right? And that they had a pickup um, in in the House, right? It really means two things for my assumed Joe Biden presidency, right? It basically means everything we've been talking about for three months fucking doesn't matter anymore. uh, You know, and a lot of questions have been answered, right? Will Joe Biden pack the courts? Like... Definite no right now. Right. Um, Because, you know, uh, pretty much any of these big grand plans uh, among among the Democrats, among Joe Biden, uh, they would have to go through the Senate and and nothing is going to go through the Senate because it turns out we can expect to deal with Mitch McConnell for at least a little bit longer you know, at least two more years. And I don't even know who's up for re-election the Senate in 2022. I don't know if it would even be on the table, but it could be, right? Um, but nevertheless, right, for that to even be realistic, uh, you know, the past two presidents, the past three presidents have walked into power controlling all the branches of government, right? So George W. Bush in um, in 2000, When he became president, the Republicans controlled the House and they controlled the Senate. And what that means for at least two years is that you can ram through pretty much everything you're willing to um, legislation wise. Right. Um, There are limits to that. There are things they just won't do uh, and they won't do anything that they think will threaten them. You know, politically, Uh, nobody wants to turn it into a political suicide by making all their dreams come true. Right. Um, Or very rarely, um, but you see examples of it, right? Um, So that was true. Uh, Obama in 2008, same deal, Um, you know, walked into a situation where he had the reins of power. Now, both George Bush and Obama uh, lost those reins of power, you know, in in a short time. Um, However, you know, there is that honeymoon period for them and for Trump in 2017 when he took power, right? Right. That's why he passed that tax bill and why he almost certainly would have passed the repealed replace of Obamacare. Um, but for John McCain, right? That is not going to be the deal with Joe Biden. Um, that, that is not going to be what happens. Uh, Joe Biden can pretty much expect his legislative agenda to go nowhere. Right. Um, at least for two more years. And, uh, you know, and, and it, there will be a lot of caution around it, around even the prospect of, 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 of what can even happen in two years, you know, um, sitting here in 2020, looking at 2022, it doesn't even seem likely to me that, you know, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know the particulars, but it, you know, The Republicans would really have to misbehave over these next two years um, for them to lose the Senate during this, the the first term of Joe Biden's presidency. Right. Um, But that that's not impossible, you know, especially, um, you know, I think a particular weakness for the Republicans is going to be if if they are really, really if they can't come to a deal quickly on covid relief. Right. Um, and I think they're gonna fight it, right? Uh, because basically they've been holding out for this. You know, they they have not given in to what Nancy Pelosi wants, um, on the off chance that this would happen, that they would retain the Senate, right? Um, had they lost it, the Heroes Act from it was June or July. It's a three trillion dollar bill. Um, you know, and I, this this is. We don't have enough time in this podcast to address um, more complex debt issues um, and, and federal budget issues, but um, that would have sailed through. Right. Um, Joe Biden would have taken office and signed the HEROES Act or an even bigger version of it on, on his first day. And uh, that is not going to happen now. You know, um, my guess is you're surely going to see something because uh, the Republicans did want a deal, you know, they wanted something, I think, more around a trillion dollars, which a year ago seemed ridiculous <laughs> that uh, that a single act of Congress was going to cost a trillion dollars, you know, other than the federal budget, um, you know, which only runs like about four. Right. And, and already had a, a trillion dollar deficit, you know, uh, going into this. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think that means a $2 trillion deal, right? Um, they're not going to meet in the middle. Um, it's, it's, it's really, uh, I think Mitch McConnell is really going to grind her teeth. That's another thing. Um, I don't take for granted that, that this is a, a party in the house that Nancy Pelosi will be leading in January. You know, a, a lot of people are fucking pissed off at her and, uh, you know, there, there was, um members of Congress speaking secretly to The Hill today, the, the publication, The Hill, um, the 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 website, magazine, whatever, um, about how they want her out. Right. And, um, you know, that may be one crazy person talking to a reporter on background or it could be a widely shared sentiment. Um, you know, there have been other things, you know, um, and, and they describe this person as a moderate Democrat uh, who wants her out. And um, certainly, like, the, the more uh, left-leaning, non-moderate Democrats are not fans of her either, you know? Um, so, yeah, I would not be surprised to see that. The the person they talked about replacing her uh, was Hakeem Jeffries, you know, from the leadership, and um, that seems like it might happen. Uh, although, you know, people may have their own very specific ideas ab- about whether they want that. You know, it may, it may be that those who are opposed to her can't come to any agreement on what they want and that by default she retains her position. So we'll see. Um, Things are very fluid right now. Like I said, yeah, it looks like Biden's going to win. I think Biden's the next president, um, which has a lot of power bound up in it, even if he can't pass his legislative agenda, because most of what Trump's done or most of the things that, that me and other people find objectionable was nothing that was an act of legislation, right? So the question is, how much of that can Joe Biden undo? And the answer is probably a lot of it. You know, you you probably see a fairly broad change to um, immigration policy um, within the bounds of what the president is allowed to do, which over the last two administrations has come to mean a lot, even though historically it already meant a lot, right? Um, And, uh, you know... The interesting thing will be to see what happens with this this ongoing um, trade stuff, Um, because certainly the Joe Biden who left the Senate to be vice president in 2007 probably would have deep sixed all that right away. But we're living in a different world right now where, um, you know, there's a lot of common ground between the people who support Trump and the people who support Bernie Sanders and, and people like him over fighting trade wars. Right. Um, you know, and, and again, neither of those people are historically Joe Biden's constituent constituency, but both of those groups combined to, to be a lot of people. Right. And and the question is whether Joe Biden's willing to alienate them. So my guess would be, uh, you'll see Joe Biden walk back a fair amount of of Trump policy around that. But just the idea that, that we're in this ongoing, trade fracas, I think that's probably here to stay, right? And that might be it, you know? Uh, um, there be Certainly the EPA is going to look a lot different, but even there, you know, um, th- there's a limit to what the president can and can't do, right? Um, having the reins of the executive agencies is a big deal. It commands a lot of power, but ultimately, you know, not as much power... As as people are hoping that it does, right? So I think a lot of people who I see talking about this are, are just really, really concerned about um, who's going to be president. Um, and I'm sort of more concerned about the fact that that the president I voted for, Joe Biden, um, and who I expect to to be the president, it's just not going to have a lot of wiggle room. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, I I, I don't know right now if. Um, I don't know. There's such polarization and and despair and disagreement in this country. Um, And it's so evenly split. You know, I mean, Joe Biden is going to have a bigger margin over Trump than Hillary did. But it's still, uh, you know, it's ugly how close these elections are. And I don't know that the resolution to that is, is ramming through some very broad change at the expense of the very large group who lost to you. Right. Um, I don't know that that's the best thing for the country. Um, you know, so, so the fact that that is not going to happen, I I don't know that that's a bad thing for the country, but, um, that remains to be seen. Uh, like I said, this is all very fluid. I'm going to end the podcast here. (laughs) Uh, and as I look back at, at the CNN.com website, zero has changed since I started this podcast about 35 minutes ago. Um, so it's a static state. <laughs> Every statement I've made herein should still be good. Take care. Uh, as always, our, our music is Matza by Frogbelly and Symphony. Please check them out on Bandcamp and at frogbellyandsymphony.com. I'm Brian McCauley, host of the podcast. The Cat Sounds Podcast. It's been a long two days. I apologize, people, but um, stay tuned. More to come. I'll be back with more funny shit and goofing off and whatever I usually do. And and not so much um, election nonsense.